Welcome to Healthy Vision Talk Radio, the podcast for people in search of a physician with alternative solutions for their eye problems. From the best-selling, award-winning, world's-only homeopathic ophthalmologist, here's your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat. When the opera turned dot, I will conquer, I will conquer. Welcome to Healthy Vision, the talk radio show that helps you conquer your vision loss. Dr. Edward Condrit is a board-certified ophthalmologist and homeopathic doctor, author of seven best-selling books. Healthy Vision is dedicated to bring you the latest information for a lifetime of healthy sight and to help you conquer your eye problems. And now your host, America's favorite eye doctor, Dr. Edward Condrit. Uh, welcome to Healthy Vision. This is your host, Dr. Edward Kondrat, and thank you so much for joining me this evening. Uh, I have returned from my eye mission. Uh, we were in Vietnam for one week. That was a very exciting eye mission. We took 10 uh, corneal transplants with us, and we were able to successfully do 10 transplants in Vietnam. We, at the same time, we educated several doctors on the techniques to do corneal transplants, the tissue and the training was uh, uh, really needed in Vietnam since there's a backlog. Some thousand patients were waiting for corneal transplant tissue. And um, we got a lot of national publicity. We were on national TV and national news. The Vietnamese people were very, very appreciative of our work. I'm back now in Florida, and tomorrow we're going to be starting – uh, one of our Restore Vision programs, we have 10 people from all over the country that are coming. And if you want more interest, information on our Restore Vision program, you can always go to our website, healingthei.com. That's all one word, healingthei.com, or give the office a call at 800-430-9328. But this evening, I have a special treat for you, my good friend, Dr. James McNair, while I was at the airport waiting for my flight to connect to Tampa, I got an email from him, and he has written a new book, uh, which is kind of exciting. And I thought, well, I'd have him on the radio show, and he could talk about his new book. Uh, Dr. McNair, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Good, good. Well, listen, I'm suffering from severe jet lag, and, uh, you know, with a 12-hour time difference, I don't know how much longer we'll be able to carry the show. So in case I fall asleep, <laughs> you're going to take over, okay? <laughs> okay. That's a deal. Good. I, I, know I, I know I can depend on you. So um, let's talk a, a little bit about your book. And first of all, I thought it was really a great book. Uh, and um, I have to congratulate you because as an ophthalmologist, you've probably gotten a lot of swings and arrows just like I have for my belief that there's uh, different ways or a better way maybe than surgery to heal the body. So maybe tell us a little bit about your background and and uh, why uh, why were you motivated to write this book? Well, and let me uh, let me ask Ed how, how many minutes do we have about to uh, 
could tell you the whole story. No, I couldn't do that, I'm sure. But uh, just as a quick uh, explanation of how I got into, first off, how I got into ophthalmology, which was a real wonderful thing. And, and then uh, when my eyes were open to other uh, ways of doing things, first off, I want to say about you, you have helped open my eyes as much as anyone as far as all the different things you've done uh, to help people, uh, not only with uh, the people that you have here in the United States, uh, that you have been able to restore vision in, in some really difficult cases, macular degeneration and glaucoma are the two main ones that I see the people that you've helped uh, has been pretty dramatic and um, and almost hard to believe if you if you don't see it yourself personally, which I've, I've been blessed to, to see that. And uh, so uh, I told you a long time ago that I've, I've said for a long time I'd like to be, I want to be like Ed, you know, instead of like Mike, I want to be like Ed. And, uh, uh-huh. because you've done, you've done that, just some remarkable things. And then you're also helping people around the world, uh, with surgeries and, and things. And you also trying to teach others like myself on how to do the surgeries you're doing for missions. So anyway, I, I, uh, I want to pat you on the back and say what a wonderful job you're doing. And, and your wife, Lee, is just a marvelous compliment to everything that you're doing. So anyway, uh, you can pay me later to, a little plug there, but yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, your yeah, check, your yeah. check is in the mail, and I, I really appreciate those uh, comments. Well, I'm I'm serious as I could be, but anyway, so I was uh, able to uh, get into ophthalmology. I, th- I thought I was going to be in general surgery after my experience in internship, uh, but I w- had an event happen that made me realize I didn't want to do general surgery. And I needed to do something else, so I just kind of backed in to ophthalmology. It, it, I didn't really realize uh, what I was doing at the time, but right after I decided that, I was I was actually in the army and as a preventive medicine officer. And as a preventive medicine officer, I had the opportunity to to start thinking uh, of prevention. You know, instead of thinking just treating people, uh, why don't we try preventing things? And so um, the first thing I started doing personally was exercise, and uh, I got to see Kenneth Cooper in in uh, San Antonio. In fact, when I saw him uh, teach about how to exercise properly and how to get benefits from it health-wise, uh, then I ran into an, uh, a wonderful lady, pathologist, MD pathologist, also a Seventh-day Adventist who knew a lot about nutrition, and she taught me a lot about that. And so I started thinking, you know, I should take care of myself better. And um, so I got into that part of, of uh, good health. And uh, then over the years, I started trying to incorporate that into ophthalmology practice. So everybody that comes in to my clinic hears about drinking water, exercise, taking care of what you eat, and make sure it's a healthy food and more vegetables and fruits and less sugar starch dairy and, you know, so those kinds of things. Um, we also talk a lot about stress and, and the need for peace in life and that kind of thing. So, you know, spiritually speaking, very important. And so <clears throat> that's a, a quick story of how I got into it. 
<clears throat> just first, first from my own private interest of wanting to be in better shape, but then secondly, I've seen people who all the time just need to be encouraged a little bit to take better care of themselves. And, um, and by doing that, it helps, helps restore sight as well as just good general health and that sort of thing. Well, one uh, interesting aspect of your book, and, and you didn't mention that, in uh, 1968, uh, you went from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, to uh, San Francisco to do your uh, residency. <laughs> Here you are, yeah. uh, country, country boy from Little Rock, uh, going right into the fire, San Francisco in 1968, the hippie revolution, uh, drugs, and, uh, you know, that had to be a big influence in your life. Well, it was, and, um, and, uh, by the way, you, you know, you, you uh, encouraged me to, to embellish on that part in my book, and I'm going to, uh, have some fascinating stories from that. Um, and, you know, first off, I thought, when I went out there, I thought, well, this would be, this will be interesting, but I didn't realize. Well, you know what, uh, we're, we're coming up to a break, uh, right now, and I'm interviewing Dr. James to be there. And his new book is called There Must Be 50 Ways to Love Your Liver, Taking the Weird Out of Alternative Medicine. And folks, um, those of you that listen to this radio show know that there's a connection between the liver and the eye. So when we come back, I, I want uh, Dr. McNair to tell me when was that moment in your career when you wanted to become an ophthalmologist. So we'll be right back after this break. because I really thought I wanted to be a general surgeon. And uh, after I was in my internship in San Francisco, I, I saw case after case where surgery meant so much to a person to restore whatever it was. Uh, one, one little girl, for instance, had a kidney that had to be removed and broken femur and all that. And I, I had a wonderful relationship with her for about six months in the hospital and still still know her and uh, see her family periodically and all that. So it was a wonderful experience. But so I was so sure I wanted to be a general surgeon. And Ed, I was actually signing up to be a general surgeon. My, my pen was on the line to sign my name as a resident for general surgery. And some friends of mine came up and said, Hey, what are you doing? So well, I'm signing up for surgery. And they said, what? You're not a general surgeon. And I said, Oh, really? I'm not. <laughs> So, so I took that paper and literally threw it in the trash, thinking, well, I don't want to be a urologist. I don't want to be an orthopedic surgeon. Um, I don't know much about ophthalmology. So I, at the time, I was at Fort Benning, Georgia. I went to see Dr. Guyton, uh, who was the surgeon at the time, the ophthalmologist at Fort Benning. 
I, I spent some time with him, and I said, yeah, you know, I think I can do this. And so that's how I got into ophthalmology. It was a backdoor, backdoor type of thing. And, um, but, you know, Providence knew that this is what I need to do. And it was just, it just led me right in the right way, you know. Um, but <clears throat> so that's how I kind of got into ophthalmology. And then I started integrating the, the, uh, new, good nutrition and things of that nature into the practice to get better results, you know. Yeah, one thing, uh, one thing, Jim, I really admire about you is that not only are you open and you help your patients uh, look at these alternative therapies, uh, you you are a crackerjack surgeon. I had the pleasure of watching you do some uh, cataract operations, and uh, you're up there, I think, with the best. So I have to take my hats off to you, and if anybody is listening is in the Ocala. Uh, Florida area, Dr. McNair is the one to uh, get in touch with. Uh, he's definitely, so maybe, well, well, at this point, maybe if you could give uh, the listeners your phone number in case they do want to get in touch with you or your office. Oh, yes, that, that'd be great. Um, our office is 352-732-8404. And, uh, we're on, uh, Fort King, Fort King Road, uh, Fort King Street, um, right in the, uh, eastern part of the city, uh, 2441 East Fort King. And, uh, great little community right there and a great little office right there. Uh, I work with two, three other doctors, wonderful doctors, Dr. Koshel, retina specialist, Dr. Wingo, who's been there for years, and Dr. James Pizza, just spelled exactly like pizza, and a wonderful doctor's been around a while and a Vietnam vet and all that, and he's, so he's seen a lot. So anyway, we've got a great practice there, and, and we'd love to see people if they need help. By the way, ophthalmology, I, I love ophthalmology so much because we can help almost everybody with classical ophthalmology, but... You know, just with surgery and medica- medications and all that. But there's so many things that don't respond to that as well. And that's what you're, you're doing with, uh, all the different things that you do, like with microcurrent. And, uh, microcurrent treatment is wonderful. And the, uh, ozone, use of ozone. And, uh, oh my goodness, so many good things that the alternative medical things that are, that are tried and certainly help almost everybody, it seems like. But it's certainly worth the try because they're so helpful, inexpensive, no, you know, no downside practically at all. And so it, uh, it's wonderful to have the access to those type of things. Yeah, in your book, uh, it's almost like an encyclopedia where uh, somebody can look at the book and just find all these different modalities. So, you know, you covered, I, I went through the list. And I was just amazed. Uh, it is so thorough covering all these different modalities. But you also have a uh, fairly simplistic approach. You talk about your five principles of healing. And I wonder if you could uh, discuss those, the five principles of healing. You bet. You bet. Well, and there's um, there's really as, as many as principles as you want to, to do, but I, I think the simple the simple things are, number one thing is hydration. 
I think uh, for people to hydrate is so important, and they have, uh, um, you know, so many choices nowadays on how to do that with uh, bottled water and filters and that sort of thing. Uh, and there's drawbacks to some of these things, too, that um, people are aware of the, the importance of plastic and how that can be a problem and all that kind of thing. So you do have to choose your water carefully. Uh, but hydration is a very important part of, of wellness. Um, and I, I've emphasized that, by the way, back in ophthalmology, for dry eye problems, I rarely see people with dry eye problems if they are hydrated. If they're not hydrated, that's, <laughs> that's almost always a cause of, of dry eye problems, which, as you know, is one of the commonest things we see. And, um, so, and then number two I put is exercise. Um, one of the things that started me in a, on a health quest was learning from Dr. Kenneth Cooper, who uh, who coined the name aerobics. And Dr. Cooper proved how important exercise is. In fact, the number one risk factor for heart disease is the lack of of stamina. The lack, you know, people get on the on the treadmill under Dr. Cooper's testing, and and sure enough. Uh, if you can't stay on the treadmill very long, your chance of having heart disease is much, much elevated. <clears throat> you know, that's much more important than cholesterol or any, any of the other risk factors. Uh, number three is good nutrition. And uh, now, again, that's a lot of different opinions on that as far as what is good and what isn't. And uh, I think uh, I've, I've read some recently, I've read some books that have been very eye-opening and, and helpful uh, to understand, once again, the importance of vegetables and fruits and emphasizing that as opposed to in getting away from sugar, starch, and dairy. Um, now, and the big question comes in about meat and how important meat is. For me, I think it's important for me personally. Uh, a lot of people can go without meat if they do it properly. Um, like my associate, Dr. Koshua, is a vegetarian, and he's very, very healthy, and so it's it's a... Again, anybody's choice, as long as you're choosing good, healthy food, uh, you're going to be okay. Uh, number four, and, and one of the most important things, I think, is the stress aspect of things. Um, we have a very important, uh, I think, almost, almost, uh, the, almost the most important, really, is a person's spiritual life and how that leads them to more and more stress or more and more peace. And, um, you know, as I always encourage people just to, you know, I don't, I don't care what religion so much is, as that they seek a, uh, some answers for the, uh, the turmoil that's in their life and that kind of thing, um, that would be, uh, so important to have, uh, like say the peace in a person's life. Um, number five, really, I think she should just throw in everything else uh, that no, we know can help a person, like, for instance, relationships in, in their family, uh, responsibility in their job, all those kinds of things. All those things in, embellish a person's health and um, encourage uh, healing. You know, if you're getting along well with your cohorts, well with your family and all that, uh, it's a very health, healthy thing to have. So those are basically the five things that I encourage. Well, I like uh, I like the way you emphasize uh, spirituality. 
because unfortunately so many doctors kind of separate, you know, the scientific aspect of medicine from the spiritual aspect, but the early physicians were spiritual healers along with physical healers. And I think that that uh, spiritual aspect is really important. And I think you and I, you know, one of my heroes in ophthalmology was Jay Lawton Smith. And remarkable. Yeah, from Miami, Jay Lawton Smith. And he would uh, kneel down and, and pray with his patients. And he was a neuro-ophthalmologist, so he would see a lot of tragic uh, cases of uh, neurological problems that really had no cure, but he would certainly give them hope. He, he, was, he was legendary. Well, we're coming up to another mm-hmm. break. And uh, when we come back, uh, let's get a little bit more into your book because you talk about some really interesting approaches uh, to glaucoma. As we come back, let's talk about glaucoma. Great, great. You bet. Dr. Edward Fondra, and with me is uh, Dr. James McNear. And uh, an interesting uh, uh, chapter in the book, uh, Jim, was uh, a couple of your concepts in treating glaucoma. Because, you know, glaucoma is such a serious disease that I'm seeing more and more patients that are losing vision. Uh, they can't tolerate their eye drops. And so I was really curious about the the relationship between uh, salt and an increase in intraocular pressure. Uh, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Well, I, <clears throat> once again, uh, doing the uh, best we can treating glaucoma with, uh, the, I usually use drops um, just like uh, standard glaucoma drops. And um, we have the argon laser for that does a good job with a lot of people, and uh, I've used the, uh, the selective laser before, too, that works very well. And uh, some of the newer surgeries, I have not gotten into the, uh, the new, uh, less invasive type glaucoma surgeries, but almost every glaucoma doctor, I think, tries to hold off on doing surgery until, uh, until it's uh, just absolutely necessary to do. And, and is, is a very good effect. Uh, surgery can be a very good effect. But most people don't have to get to that point. And if they will do some simple dietary things, um, almost everybody knows that excessive salt can uh, cause fluid retention. And But I've seen many people uh, also who are drinking way too much caffeine, uh, they uh, are, you know, particularly, it seems like tea is the worst of those things, but coffee, tea, cola, and so, and, and too much sugar, starch, and dairy. All of those um, cause fluid retention, and that's, uh, and, it's, and it's easy to prove if a person's willing to get off of those things. So excessive salt, in other words, uh, a little bit of Himalayan salt or the Celtic type salt or Celtic type salt is, is a per- frankly, a very good thing for you, but small amounts of those things as opposed to huge amounts like like we did in some of the foods we have. But sugar, starch, and dairy, for every molecule of sugar that's retained in the body as glycogen, 
there are two molecules of water attached, and so there's the retention of water is dramatic. And so, and this is reinforced anytime anybody is willing to cut the sugar starch and dairy out, they lose weight, their body weight goes down, their eye pressure I've seen drop uh, dramatically, 10 to 12 points in some cases. Um, I've never, I've never seen anybody disappointed when they do this because almost always they feel better, have more energy, lose weight, etc. And again, the for, for the glaucoma part, to see the pressure go down at huge numbers like that is a very rewarding uh, and re encouraging people to to continue this kind of thing. So yeah, I, I, I've uh, I've seen that now. I haven't seen that published, and I don't have. You know the um, the ability to say I've got documented uh, evidence of this, but I can see it. I've seen it many, many times, so I know that it does work for a lot of people. And like I say, even if it doesn't work, people feel better. You know, and all the other rewards for that kind of uh, dietary change. Yeah, I usually advise my glaucoma patients to shift to a you know raw organic diet, uh, vegetarian. Uh, I call it my 80-20 diet, where 80% of the food that you eat should be raw, organic. Uh, they can still eat a little bit of meat or fish, but that should be the 20, 20% side of the equation. But I think I right. would be a little bit more aggressive in educating them to eliminate some of these poisons, uh, you know, the salt, the sugar, uh, starch, and uh, the dairy. Uh, because so many of these people are just grasping at straws to, to try to find a non-surgical solution or if they're losing their vision, you know, what else can be done? So I want to thank you for bringing that out in your book. But you I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I'm going to put you on the spot right now. You talked about Dory. I'm sorry, I talked about Dorian. what? Uh, Dorian, D-U-R-I-A-N, uh, Tasty Healthy Dessert. Dorian. Tasty, healthy dessert. Tell me more. Uh, I'm going to explain. Dorian is a, a very a controversial uh, fruit that uh, I think a good segment of the population has a genetic defect where you either like the Dorian, it tastes so sweet, it is the most delicious fruit in the world, or if you have the genetic defect, it tastes like eating a baby's diaper. <laughs> there are families, there are Asian families that actually uh, have gotten a divorce because, you know, the husband loves the Dorian and the wife wants to know, why are you bringing this stuff into the home? And oh, there's, a lot of Asian, there's a lot of Asian hotels who have banned Dorian. There's a big sign, no Dorian. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, that is funny. I said to myself, does he really know about Dorian? I mean, fortunately, my wife and I, we both have the, the genes that we love to taste. <laughs> we love to taste. So but it, is a, it is a wonderful uh, uh, fruit, and it does have a lot of good nutritional value, but you either love it or you oh, no, I know what. I know what. Ed, you know, that part you're reading, uh, that, that is not going to be in the book. <laughs> that, that segment is not going to be in the book. 
that is, uh, in fact, that's going to be my second book is uh, more about more getting into food. I know what you're talking about now, but but I've left that off. Uh, I said when I sent you the the email and everything, it was uh, it included everything I had written. But I decided, wait, I'm going to stop here. This this is getting too long. I'm not going to go into every food and all that kind of thing. But I would like well, to. No, no, no. You have to you have to put in uh, keep the dory in there, but just elaborate. <laughs> that would make uh, for some, like an interesting sidebar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good idea. Good idea. But yeah, I'm going to write another book that uh, that will include all, because there is so much confusion about food and and what is good and what isn't and all that kind of thing. So so I'm glad you brought that out because I, and I was trying to think where in the world is he talking about? I thought maybe Ginger slipped something in or something. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll look into that part. And uh, so what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to open up the lines now. If anybody is out there and they want to ask uh, Dr. McNair a question, uh, the door is open. <clears throat> you can reach us at 602-277-5369. That's 602-277-5369 or toll-free 866-536-1100, 866-536-1100. And, Jim, you know, um, uh, I want you to be a speaker. You You attended my vision event. Uh, last year, which was a lot of fun, and um, uh, this year I really want you to talk maybe about the five principles, and I hope your book will be ready. Uh, the event's going to be February 15th and 16th, so I hope you're going to be in town. I'd love to have you speak. Well, thank you, and uh, I will I will put that on my calendar, and, and uh, be sure and make that, and we uh, we, we uh, certainly enjoyed it this last time. We had a wonderful time and, and learned a lot. You know, you're, you're a great teacher, and I'd be happy to, to, uh, to do whatever you want me to do as far as that goes. And, and one so, of the things uh, I, if, you are, if you are interested in the vision event, this is an event that is free uh, to all of my patients. If you had uh, participated in a Conjure program or uh, have uh, done a consultation with me in the past, this is free, so it's so nice. That I see patients who I consider part of my family and friends uh, well over 10, 15 years ago come to this event. It's a lot of fun. Go to Vision Event 2020. That's all one word, Vision Event 2020 for more information. And hopefully I'll be updating that website uh, with information on James McNear. So we'll have you, we have you be a speaker. I think that would be great. Well, thank you, and and I, I wanted to mention uh, you you talked about uh, the people that you talk to about diet and this kind of thing. You know, when people come to you, they're they're coming in a desperate situation. They're coming to the expert. They're coming, and so they are ready to hear what you have to say. And what what I I, I mean this to be funny. I hope this comes across as being funny. What I do, what I have to do to people, because they don't know I'm an expert, you know. So, so what I have to do to people is what I call the Chinese water torture test, and that is, you drip water on their forehead. Have you ever heard that before? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah, we're coming, just, we're coming up to another break. We're coming up to another break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about the Chinese water torture test. We'll be right back after yeah. this break. There you go. Okay. 
triggering mechanism or a mechanism of visual loss. You know, the body, I believe, has an intelligence and a wisdom. And we need to investigate that. And you were talking earlier about spiritual life and how important, for instance, one of the most important spiritual principles is forgiveness. And the fact that people do carry bitterness around in their body, you know, it's pervasive. It goes throughout the soul, throughout the body. And if a person is able to forgive, how releasing that is and how joy all of a sudden takes place of the unforgiveness and sadness and all the anger and all those things that go along with it. So, yeah, as you know, forgiveness is one of my list of ways to heal, and certainly for the liver as well as the rest of the body as far as that goes. Well, I think this book is going to be a wonderful tool for so many people, and I hope the listeners out there will pick up a copy of the book. And I guess the best way to find out what is available is to give your office a call. Maybe you want to give that number again. Well, way to go. You bet. I'd like to. It's 352-732-8404. And then we're going to have you be on the schedule for the vision event. That's February 15th and 16th, 2020. And I hope you can talk about the five principles of healing. I think the people at the event will really enjoy that. And if you want more information on that event, go to Vision Event 2020, Vision Event 2020, and you can get information on that. Remember, if you participated in the Condrop program, the event is free. So you can't beat the price. And those of you who have not participated in the program, I think it's just a nominal charge of $195. That includes all your lunches, and we have a celebration dinner. This year we're also going to have workshops, specialized workshops, where you can spend some time to learn more about oxidative treatments, microcurrent, light therapy, et cetera. We're coming up to a close, but I wanted to ask you about herbal treatment. In the book you do talk about herbal treatment. Do you have some favorite herbs for the eye? Well, yeah, no, actually I do not at this point in time. I was going to say for the liver, though, milk thistle is, I have seen milk thistle work extremely well for a person with liver failure who is able to get off the transplant list by starting milk thistle, alpha-lipoic acid, and the mineral selenium. That combination, you know, got their liver well. And so milk thistle is right at the top. My daughter, by the way, my daughter Victoria is going into herbology right now, and so I hope to learn a lot more about herbs from her in the very near future. So next time we talk, I'll have something real positive for you to talk about. Yeah, there's so many alternative modalities that, you know, can help the eye. 
and I'm learning every day. And I, I learn more from my patients who are out there in the trenches suffering from visual loss and filling me in on, on different things that they tried uh, that have helped, uh, you know, restore their vision. And um, one, of the, one of the things that I'm really interested in is, you know, I go in these missions, and you see these extremely advanced cataracts in young people. And it's rather shocking. And uh, I think it all has to do with diet. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, we there was a study done in England where they looked at identical twins, and they found that uh, the, the difference between the development of cataract was related to vitamin C in their diet. Uh, mm-hmm. Not so much uh, uh, taking vitamin C as a supplement, but in their diet. Oh, I just got the word from the engineer. We're, we're coming to a uh, close on healthy vision. And, and Jim, I want to thank you so much for taking time to share all this really important information on your new book. Well, thank you for the for having me, and uh, I sure appreciate any any input you have. I, I always listen to it and. And uh, we'll do everything I can to uh, to encourage people to follow your in, your instructions and your education is so good. So uh, we we can kind of help each other, I reckon, along the way. Yeah, but, uh, uh, I think you got to you got to tell us more about your experiences in San Francisco, and <laughs> do not take out do not take out Dorian. That, that's going to be uh, that's going to make the book controversial. <laughs> I'll like that. Okay, yeah, very good. Thank you so much. Tell Lee hello for me. Okay, tell Ginger hello for us. Lee's here right across from me during the show. All right, uh, we're coming to a close on Healthy Vision. I want to thank all of you for joining me. And this is your host, Dr. Edward Pondrat, wishing all of you good health and clear vision. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. If you'd like to learn more about alternative eye treatments, access free reports, or subscribe to Dr. Kondrat's newsletter, visit us at HealingTheEye.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please write a review. We love hearing from listeners. To hear more episodes about alternative eye treatments, click subscribe and download all of our previous shows. We wish you good health and clear vision.